0: another episode of Friends of the Vine Wine Podcast. So, episode 55. This episode will feature Daryl and I back for a barbecue session. It's been a while. Been a while since we chatted at the barbecue. Doing our usual shtick. Always a good time chatting with Daryl at the barbecue. Figuring out what kind of wine we're going to drink for the night and having some rosé while he's uh, while he's barbecuing, so that's always a good time. want to give a quick shout out on this episode to Kira and Libby from Stag's Hollow. Kira is the winemaker and Libby is her right hand. They were putting out a special edition wine the other day. Every five years they put out a special edition and they were actually hand waxing and signing the bottles and they were listening to the podcast at the same time. So thanks very much ladies, appreciate it. Uh, always appreciate the support. They're actually, they just actually sent me some orange muscat wine. It's uh, like an orange wine with skin contact. So can't wait for that to show up. I had it when I did that um, that tour of their place uh, last year and I uh, cannot wait to try that again. That was so good. It's got like, uh, it's an orange muscat, it's got like Like orange blossoms, jasmine, tangerine. It's got some hints of cardamom and uh, orange peel. It's uh, got some nice bright acid in it too. It was absolutely delicious. Cannot wait to try that one again. Thanks very much. I really appreciate it. Appreciate the support as always. And uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Sizzle there, <laughs> a little sizzle. Been a while since we've done this. Have you done um, a podcast recently? I uh, actually just did one a couple nights ago okay. with with a couple guys from New York who okay. are actually into cigars. Okay, and they actually have their own uh, YouTube channel and podcasts, uh-huh. and so we just we talked about cigar and wine pairings uh-huh. quite a bit. They do like they have scotch and, and I was whatnot. Gonna say ports, maybe. port. So. But then they were asking me, uh, well, what about what about wine? Like they have the occasional glass yeah. of wine with cigars. So we we're chatting about that. That was good. Cool. That was fun. It was fun. And then I had another guy who I'm just gonna release any day now, who owns a wine bar in Porto. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah, great guy Rafael, Rafa. Uh, he owns a little wine bar. So. Whenever we can travel again.
1: To Porto, yeah.
0: We are definitely. It
1: was interesting. I, I'm not sure if it, I've got it right, but they started doing fortified wines. Not started, they didn't start it, but they became popular in Britain because by the time the wine came from wherever it was to uh, London or whatever, it would go bad. Mm. So they started fortifying the wines because mm. it travels better. I seen the recall us It's a simple
0: explanation. Of
1: yeah, of course, I, it's becoming becoming popular, popular in England back in the eighteen hundreds.
0: Well, it makes sense with the higher sugar content and the and being able to just keep it longer. Yeah, like like those wines. were... cheers, by the way. Cheers. Is
1: the sambri. Same uh, people that make that chablis,
0: the petit chablis. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, That chablis is nice. Yeah. Well, if you think about any of those wines that, any of those wines that you want to sit on, mm-hmm. they're going to have the higher sugar, the higher tannins, higher acid, all those things that will let it let it last longer, right, and let it, you know, let it age for. That's why I like those Napa cabs and stuff you can last, those ones can last 20, 30, 40 years. Mm
1: -hmm. So what did they determine was a good wine with a a nice savanna?
0: Well, we were looking at, um, actually, we are looking at some like Napa Cabs and Cabernet Sauvignons and um, uh, Sangiovese. So a classic kind of Chianti goes really well um and then uh what was the other ones we're looking at we're looking at um like syrahs, like northern rhone kind of syrahs, um but sangiovese for sure we're looking at and um and cabs we're looking at uh and then for there's actually so if you have a a, a cigar there's some creamier so it's, it's basically what what do you? What is it in the cigars that you're looking for, right? Or what is what is the cigars yeah. giving you? So you got the creamier cigars that you might do like a Chardonnay, or you might do like a like a German Riesling or something, right? Um, if you want white, and then um, you got the cigars that you you're gonna get like that same kind of leather, cedar, right? Um, exactly. Baking spices, and then so then for those ones, yeah, you might want to go with your your Cab or your your um, Sangiovese Or Tempranillo Yeah A nice Rioja Yeah That would be good Because um, Tempranillo's got that leather And It's got that complexity Right so But basically Nothing too light Because you don't You don't want you, The The cigar You want the wine To almost overpower the cigar You don't want it The other way around Yeah Exactly Yeah
1: be, it'd be Interesting It'd be a tough go I think
0: Sometimes Those here. Yeah, those look nice. How long do you think for those?
1: Uh they're pretty thick, so they're gonna be
0: probably twenty minutes or something. Yeah. But yeah, ten minutes aside, because they're pretty thick. I might go decant that wine at some point. Okay, yeah. I was debating between the Syrah and the Merlot. Well, so the
1: Syrah's good. For,
0: uh, would be good
1: for the salmon
0: and or the yeah the ribeye the ribeye yeah i to get them well and uh, like we've had so many of those Okanagan Merlots that I'm like I wanted to switch it up
1: mm-hmm.
0: like we've like we had that and owl the other time right so I'm like well let me change it up and bring the Syrah plus it was the older one So it's it's seven years, so it's it'll be tasty. That's good. Yeah, but I had I basically was gonna I was gonna call you and be like, you want the Syrah or you want Merlot? (laughs) Because I know you're a big Merlot guy.
1: I like Merlot, but I I also like the Syrahs. I just don't seem to have as many. Sort of, guess you sort of gravitate to what you like. Yeah. Um, you're always picking them up. So I can do that, and then I do the, where uh, is it here, the back burner. Mm. Give that little bit of a crust on top.
0: What, uh, what kind
1: of crust is that? It's a uh, pistachio-crusted uh, salmon. Lovely. It's uh, the same sort of um, recipe as what you'd have on, at the cake mm. for their pistachio-crusted salmon, nice. which I always found is good. Yeah, and it's even good in sandwiches, left over. <laughs> <laughs> On this side. to stir the mushrooms and onions over here. Make sure they're doing well. They're sweating the onions, not, not caramelizing. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever you go up to do that decanting, Mm -hmm. uh, you take a couple of plates and bring a couple of serving dishes down. I'll see how this this is nice. It It is nice. Yeah, yeah. this is. uh, I should be drinking this soon. It's two thousand seventeen, but it's uh, it keeps well.
0: Mm -hmm. I noticed you're using the uh, the wine boxes there.
1: Yeah, just to get my uh, heater up a little higher. So I can actually stand
0: under it when I have it on. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll decant that. Uh, All right. That's true.
1: Okay, we'll continue.
0: Yes.
1: When you get back. Yes. Things are coming on nicely.
0: I think we're going to leave it there for now. Thanks for listening. For more wine conversation and podcast updates, you can follow us on Instagram. At Ian's Wine Truths, check out our website for great photos of our guests. Friends of the Vine. Take care. Have a glass for me.